Good morning, Christ community. Good to be with you all. My name is Reed Kappel. I serve as one of the pastors here of the Olathe Campus of Christ Community. And even though I say it, I think every Sunday I stand up here, it is no less true that it is good to be with you. And it is a joy, truly a joy, uh, to be with the people of God, the family of God, to hear from the Word of God. And so what I'd like to do is a little bit of a a unique uh, situation. We don't do this very often, but we're going to hit pause on our Ephesians series. Um, And I'd like to share some words from a psalm that has been incredibly near and dear to my heart for several years, but has been notably meaningful and powerful and palpable uh, in recent days, weeks, and months. And I think it's a psalm that is necessary and important for us as a church in this moment. So I want to read from Psalm 84. And so I know you just sat down, but as a fun power move, I'm going to have you stand back up. And I'd like to read from Psalm 84, verses 8 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, and behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. And as you take your seat, let me take a moment to pray for our time. As we continue in worship, as we hear from the Lord, as we are dependent upon him. So let's take a moment to pray. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In this moment, in this in this space, in this time, in our minds, in our hearts, in our embodied souls, would you be holy to us? Would you be set apart and beyond our comprehension and yet nearer to us than we could have ever imagined? Lord, I ask that you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would do only what you can do as we share every Sunday. We are dependent upon your Spirit for life, for sustenance, for understanding, for truth. And so, Lord, where we, are, where we are in darkness, would you shine light? Where we are in error, where we are in sin, would you bring about the ability to repent? And, Lord, where we fail to trust you, would you show us where we have given our allegiance to something less than you so that we might let go and hold fast to you amidst whatever may come? And so, Lord, would this time be honoring to you? Would it be edifying to your people? And would you use your word as you have throughout the generations? Use your word to comfort, uplift, strengthen, and prepare your people, come what may. And so, may this time be a time of worship that brings blessing and honor to the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray this in Christ's name and for his glory. Amen. 
Some of you know I, I, I read the Psalms a lot, and uh, I think for some time I've had this habit of I try to read um, five Psalms a day. Uh, it seems like a prescription, you know, take five Psalms and call me in the morning. But I, I have loved the Psalms, and if there's one habit I could point to that has formed me and shaped me as a follower of Jesus, has prepared me for whatever life brings, it has been this habit of, of, of being steeped in the Psalms. And in Psalm 84 in particular, I, I just want to share some reflections on it. But in Psalm 84, particularly in verse 11, we see this amazing and profound promise that no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. That is a profound statement. No good thing. There is no good thing that God will withhold from us if we are a people who walk uprightly, if we are a people who walk with integrity, blamelessness, or other translations say an undivided heart, a heart that has one allegiance to God and to God alone. But before we can hold fast to that promise and believe in it and take comfort in it and find hope in it, we have to first understand the God who withholds no good thing from us. And the first half of verse 11, so before you can get to that beautiful promise, the second half of verse 11, you have to see the beauty and the truth of who God is in the first half of that verse. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. The imagery of the sun and the shield is meant to portray these two aspects of who God is and what he does. As a sun, he is the source of life. Our God is our sun. He provides for us, but as a shield, he is also our protection. And so you see God as provider and protector. He is the one who brings life and he is the one who prevents death, so to speak, as our shield. As the sun, he gives us warmth, and as our shield, he is our shelter. What this means is that God is our only answer to fear and to uncertainty. God is our only answer in times when it does not seem to make sense to us, what is going on around us. God is our only answer to fear because he is our sun in times of darkness, and he is our shield in times of battle. And so again, we cannot draw comfort from the hope of the promise of the second half of verse 11. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly until we know that God is our sun and our shield. No good thing does he withhold. Now, I want to be very careful in helping us understand what this verse does not mean. And it's very easy to read a passage like this and distort it and to apply some kind of a prosperity type gospel message to it that if I just walk uprightly, God has promised to never take a good thing from me. And that is not what, what this promise is saying. It sounds a bit like cold comfort because like every single one of us knows that we've had good things taken from us. Have we not? Every single one of us can share a time and a moment where a good thing that we declared to be good and is inherently good and God would even call good was taken from us. What this passage means, or what it does not mean, it does not mean that we will never lose good things. Because each and every one of us is a a living testimony to the fact that we lose good things. What this promise is saying is that God will not ultimately take the goodest thing from us. If I can use poor grammar for just a minute. God will not ultimately take the goodest 
things from us. Even when he does take good things from us, they are done so, and it, is, it happens as a way to make room for the even gooder thing to continue using poor grammar. When God removes a seemingly good thing from us, it is to prepare room for something even better. A friend of mine recently spoke a very bold and prophetic word, if I may. That oftentimes when we perceive something to be difficult in life, when we perceive something to be good that is taken from us, oftentimes it is the necessary birth pain or contraction that brings about something new and beautiful. The promise that no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly, that is a truth that we tend to see through the rearview mirror and not through the windshield. You tracking with me? It, it, is, it is easy to say, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. It is much more difficult thing to say that and believe that in the midst of a good thing being taken from us. And so no matter how good that thing is, we must believe that if it is removed, it is only to make room for something gooder, if you will. John Newton, the famous uh, hymn writer who is first famous for being a slave owner, who wrote Amazing Grace, um, wrote these words as a reflection of Psalm 84, verse 11. Everything is necessary that God sends our way, and nothing can be necessary that he withholds. Every, if God is sovereign and good in all things, everything is necessary that he sends our way, and nothing can be necessary that he withholds. One thing that I have said over and over again as, as a pastor, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, is I have believed in this, this I've used this phrase, I don't use it typically in conversation, but this, this trivium of infinitude, if you will. It's really, you, you can use that at lunch with friends, but this trivium of infinitude is this, that God, in his infinite wisdom, knows what is best for us. God, in his infinite love, desires what is best for us. And God, in his infinite power, is capable of accomplishing what is best for us. The Lord our God is our sun and shield. And if he is infinite in his wisdom, love, and power, then we can trust that no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now again, there is a, a perverted and distorted way to read this passage. We can read it by, by thinking, if I just walk with integrity, if I just do this thing, then God will promise to never take this good thing from me. But there's a bit of divine irony in this wording in Psalm 84. Because the life that walks with God in integrity, the life that walks with God with an undivided heart, the life that walks with God in a blameless way, that is the good thing that will never be taken from us. That's, that's the strangeness of this picture. It, it's kind of like if you think about trying to teach a child to read and you're trying to motivate them. And the way you do so is they, you say, I promise that if you read this book and if you fall in love with reading, you will go on adventures and you will go on journeys and trips that you could never imagine. And so this child's like, well, that's fascinating. I'll start reading. When does the trip begin? And you know what you're doing in that moment. You're showing them that it's actually in the reading that they find that journey. They find that adventure. They find that 
trip that they're longing for. It's a bit of trickery. Parenting is a lot of trickery, basically. (laughs) But the same thing is true here, that when God says, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly, it is the life of walking uprightly with God, which is the good thing that he will never take from us. Similarly, in in Psalm 37, we see this similar kind of line of thinking and reasoning. Psalm 37 reads this way in verses 3 through 6. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That phrase, that verse, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Excuse me. Again, we can pervert that verse and say, if I just... If I just delight myself in the Lord, then he will give me the desires of my heart. But what this promise in verse in Psalm 37 as well in Psalm 84 tells us is that once we delight ourselves in the Lord, we have found the desire of our heart. Once we walk uprightly with God, we have found the good thing that will never be taken from us. And so let us not read this passage as a way to say, if I just do this, then God will give me the good thing. If I just live in this way, the Lord will give give me the desires of my heart. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly with an undivided heart, who live with integrity before God. And so, so as, I, as I wrap this up, here's what I want to say. How can we trust this promise? That, that sounds motivating. I follow the logic read. I get that. How can we trust that this is a promise that God has given to us with security and assurance? And the reason I can stand before you and declare this promise for myself and for all of us is because the Father withheld life, so to speak, a very good thing from his very own son by sending him to the cross. He withheld a very good thing, so to speak, from his beloved son. And in so doing, by losing out on the goodness of his life, Jesus provided eternal life for all of us. And so as we look at the good thing of life that we should celebrate, that was taken from the Lord Jesus so that there might be eternal life granted to all, And so come what may, we can trust that no good thing will God withhold from those who walk uprightly. There is no good thing that God will withhold from us, from his beloved, from his church, when we walk with him in integrity. For that is the good thing that cannot be lost. That is the good thing that God will never take from us. Amen? And it is rooted in the promise that God took life from his son to make room for life for all of us as his daughters and his sons now and forever. That is the promise that we have. 